Welcome to the Influency Podcast. I'm Hadar, and today we are going to listen to a real-life story about English success. You are going to listen to an interview with one of my students who is going to tell you what is possible now that English is no longer an obstacle. Let's listen. Very excited about today because we are going to interview an amazing person. Her name is Osiris, and uh, she is one of my students, and she is going to tell you her transformation story and what is possible for her now that English is no longer an obstacle. Welcome, 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 everyone. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for having me here. Ah, I'm so happy to see you. I missed your lovely face. And uh, it's good to see you here. Thank you so much for spending the time with us today. I really appreciate it. I know you're very busy. So. <laughs> no, thank you so much for the invitation. I remember in March when I was about to join the new sound program, I was listening to different speakers that you, you had, the former students that had taken the course. And I was amazed of how fluent and how confident they sounded. And I never imagined to be able to have a conversation with you. There so you thank go. you so much for the invitation. <laughs> and now there is someone looking at you being like, I can't imagine being this fluent and confident going live in front of, you know, 200 people. So it's so amazing how the world works. And let's talk a little bit really about what it was like for you before. So before that, maybe just a few words about you, about, you know, where you live right now, where you are originally from. And then I'll ask you about how it was for you back then. Yeah, sure. So my name is Osiris and I'm from Colombia. I currently living in the U.S. I moved here nine months ago, about nine months ago. And it was my second time actually coming to the U.S. I had the opportunity to come to the U.S. for the first time uh, five years ago. I came here through an exchange program to be uh, an au pair. And for those that don't know, an au pair is a child care provider that had the opportunity to travel across the U.S. And most importantly, to, to have this interaction with, with English. So I took that decision and that really like took me from my comfort zone. It was my first time living home and it was my first time like really facing the, the real world in a totally different culture. Wow. And I can tell you that it was something unique because aside from the language barrier that you need to face as an immigrant, you also need to face things like a different weather, a different culture. So everything was new for me. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's like during those two years, I never felt that I was close to be fluent or reaching that fluency. And all the progress that I had had, like meaningful progress, happened over the last nine months. So, and I know that the program, I mean, was an important part of that progress. So let's talk about the difference, whether it's the program or what was happening before. Like, what was that thing that made you decide to make a difference? What was the challenge you were struggling with before those nine months? Yeah, so I was feeling really self-conscious of my voice. I was lacking of clarity. 
Uh, it was hard for me to have a conversation because all the time I was looking for words, I was getting stuck. And at the beginning of this year, I decided to just take that decision to go to a public speaking club that is called Toastmasters, and they give you feedback. And I remember when they were telling me, like, your speeches are good, they are really well structured, but we cannot understand you because you are lacking of clarity. Mm. So that was an important trigger for me to, to join the, the new sound program. How did that make you feel, like hearing that? I <laughs> I felt disappointed because I was really like putting so much work on the speeches and I was rehearsing the speeches so much that I was putting too much work and time. And I remember when I received that feedback, we were about to start with the bootcamp uh, in March. Mm. And I feel that joining, joining the bootcamp and listening to you for two weeks, really make a huge impact in my mindset and also to, to understand that it's okay to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And there is no other way. Like making mistakes is the only way to have an important breakthrough. Yeah. First of all, to understand that mistakes are really a natural part of speaking. But I love what you said about not to be so hard on yourself because we get to be so hard on ourselves on so many things. So it's so important to be mindful of that and be like, okay, moving on, right? Like I made a mistake. I got this comment. I, someone asked me to repeat myself. I, I don't know. I mispronounced something. Moving on, right? Like that's okay. Next time, right? And have that attitude, which I think you very much did kind of like acquire. So let's fast forward till today. Talk to me a little bit about where you are today and how you feel about English, about communicating. Yeah, so recently I went through a round of interviews because one of the goals that I had was able to find a job here in the U.S. And it's like everything was connected because I just started the new sound program in April and I received my work permit in June to start wow. looking for a job here in the U.S. And we were finishing the, the program in July. So that was one of the main goals, like be able to be brave enough to have a conversation by phone and ultimately to have a conversation with the, with the hiring manager. And I feel that you as an immigrant, you're always going to have to, to work harder and that was to be able to do itself. Yeah. And in a different place. <laughs> yeah. And uh, tell us about the job. Um, yeah, so I'm an associate banker right now. I'm working for Chase. And I really wanted to find a job that was involved with customer service because I knew that I really wanted to keep practicing with people. Yeah. So that's a job where I'm going to have to, to speak a lot. And basically, I'm going to be doing transactions, like white transfers, deposits cashing check. So it's really more like the financial field. And and I'm super happy. I, I remember when when I was going for, for the interview with the hiding manager in person. I remember watching one of your videos about mindsets. And that really helped me and gave me the momentum to go for that interview. And accepting that no matter if I wouldn't garden the job, 
I showed myself there and I was able to wet. So, so yeah, I'm really enjoying the job and working for this company where it has a really vibe of inclusion and diversity. Mm. Actually, all of my coworkers, they are from, from different countries. So I really honor them working for them, that they, they value these different backgrounds and different languages. It is so important. And I have no doubt that that gives you like more confidence to show up like yourself because you feel like you're not the the one that is singled out, you know, in the workplace. And I think yeah. so important. So I remember like the first time I saw one of your, not the first time, but the first time I really noticed like your work inside of New Sound is where you posted one of your speeches from Toastmasters. And, you know, and then you, uh, you were very active in the public speaking aspect, like making videos and the speeches and the monologues and all of that. So tell me about why you're so drawn to it. And maybe for people who want to improve their English and maybe even afraid, like why public speaking or that aspect of what you did, uh, inside of New Sound and Toastmasters how how it, has it helped you really? Yeah, I knew that I needed to do something different this time. And I knew that I couldn't make the same mistakes that I did uh, previously during my two years. So it's like sometimes you need to put yourself in situations that are difficult, that, that are challenging, but that give you the urgency to improve in a shorter period of time. And I knew that public speaking was not going to be something easy. And I knew that public speaking of the people that were going to give me feedback uh, were not going to be like really nice, but I accepted that. And I think that that is really important to look for something else. And no, I mean, it's important, of course, like to record yourself, but I feel that as many people you are exposed and as many people you have conversation, really is going to be an important breakthrough for you in your English. So I really wanted to do that. And I really wanted to challenge myself to do something different. I love that so much. And like every time you feel, okay, now it's easy. And, you know, in the English learning process, we often see it. At first, it's really challenging. We feel uncomfortable and then we get used to it and then it feels comfortable. And a lot of times, you know, people like to stay there, but then they're not seeing progress because it's safe, it's comfortable. But to me, it seems like you're the kind of person who is like, okay, I'm comfortable. How can I make it a bit more uncomfortable? How can I feel scared, feel challenged so that I can, I know I can move forward, right? So um, what would you say to someone who is comfortable, too comfortable and is afraid to getting outside of that comfort zone? I would say that it's important to take challenges in this life and you are going to survive. And every time I feel fear, because fear is always, always going to be with you. And every time that I feel in that, um, I remember a sentence or a part of this book from Elizabeth Gilbert from Big Magic. That is like, you can invite fear. Fear is going to be with you in the car. But it's going to be just observing and you are going to take over and you are going to drive and you are going to take decisions for you and just depends on you. So I think that it's important to have that <laughs> yeah. in your mind. I love that. But yeah. <laughs> 
But at the end of the day, you, you have this life. And I thought you, you deserve to, to be heard. And you deserve to, to have a wonderful life if you are moving an English-speaking country. And you deserve to, to fit there. And English is an important part of the process. We cannot change that. Yeah. And I thought that challenging yourself every day is one of the most wonderful things that, that you can do. So tell me a little bit about how you kind of like manage all the things. Because as I know, you have a lot of passions. You have a lot of hobbies, like drawing and climbing, right? So it seems like you're doing a lot of things for your personal kind of like well-being and interest. How do you manage it all? Because I know that you do a lot of English practice as well. So do you mind giving some tips for people who want to add more practice or even find time for hobbies, but they're unable to manage their times or it feels like it's impossible for them to do it? Yeah, I think that an important part is to have a plan and plan in advance what you are going to be doing or the upcoming weights. And you are always going to find time to, to practice English. He does what you really want to have in your life. And you really need to welcome English and make it part of your life. So I know that it's hard because like you need to work, you need to dedicate time to your family, but also you want to have hobbies. So I think that it's important to have uh, really good habits and showing up yourself every single day and make a plan. I know that um, can take time during the weekends. You can find a, a space to do it, but you are going to notice the progress and the changes if you truly have a plan for you. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think it has to be like, have a plan because you can. If you don't have a plan, then you just end up doing whatever comes your way. Yeah. And then a lot of times it's just, you know, like the, the environment dictates what you're going to do instead of your goals or, you know, your focus or your priorities. And I really like that what you said. And I think also doing the work, showing up every day. Do you practice every day, every other day? How do you practice? Yeah, I practice every single day <laughs> and I record myself every single day. And when I don't do it, actually, I feel that something is missing. Yeah, because it became a habit for me. And I truly enjoy doing that. The magic of recording yourself is like you are not going to be able to be more self-sufficient and catching your mistakes, but also be able to see how much progress you, you have. And sometimes I like to watch the very first video that I recorded and seeing me now, how I'm speaking, I think that is truly inspirational and it's good to, to feel proud of yourself for all the work that, that you have done. So yeah, I'm practicing every single day and I know that it's too much to improve. And I know that there's so much work ahead, but I also understand that this takes time. And you are going to have an amazing course, but you also have to show up yourself and you need to put the work if you really want to see the results. And if you notice that your muscles are hurting, or you notice that you are tired, it's because you are uh, having a change and you are having progress. Yes. Yes. I love that. Like, I love that. Way. You know, it's part of the get comfortable with uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? And this is so good. What was most challenging for you during new sound? What was like a sound or an element of speech that you really, really like had to, <laughs> took some time to figure out and to master? 
I would say that the TH sounds and that sound, and I'm still practicing the sounds because it's really tricky. And especially the transitions with the R sound, with the L sound. So I would say that the TH sounds like, like really uh, took me time and I still practice it constantly to master the, the sound. So yeah, uh, TH sound is one of the sounds that is challenging for me because we don't have it uh, in Spanish. And sometimes like you tend to, to forget to, to stick your, your tone out. So yeah, TH sound. <laughs> it took me some time. It does not feel natural to stick the tongue out. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's it's just, you know, Sirius is saying, like, I'm still practicing it. It's still something that I, I struggled with. It's not something that you solve in one day, not even in three months sometimes. And then you just need repetition. But also focus because it's sometimes it's not the most important thing. Sometimes just working on feeling comfortable in front of the public and speaking you know, like you are now with full confidence and expressing yourself in complex ideas. I think that is the number one thing, probably much more important than the TH. So like, I love that. I'm going to open it up for questions. If anyone has questions for a series. Um, yeah, Tanya says, it's not about sounding perfect. The confidence is the most important thing. Exactly. And I think that we need to remember that confidence is something that we need to work on. And like Osiris was putting herself out there and going to Toastmasters, which by the way, is, you know, it's an amazing platform, but it's also very challenging because you get a lot of feedback, you know, and then yeah. you have to take it in the right way. How did you deal with the feedback slash what could be perceived as criticism? Yeah, I think that it's important to recognize the work that you are doing. And most of the speakers that are going to do the master, actually, they are native English speakers. So I think that it's important to give yourself the value that, that you deserve. Because even though English is not your first language, you are showing up there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think there is a lot of appreciation for that, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, someone is asking, maybe you can uh, comment from your experience. How should I increase my vocabulary? What have you done to increase your vocabulary? Because obviously you have full access to your vocabulary. So share with us what you have done. So I was making some mistakes in order to retrieve vocabulary. And I think that the best strategy that you can use is actually give context and repetition. Repetition is really important, like 20 or 30 times. Repeat the word and most importantly, give context. Use a lot of examples. So actually that word can stitch and it becomes more natural. Another thing that I noticed um, when I was rehearsing for the speeches or the minor roles that I had in those masters, when I was memorizing and when I was repeating, those words or those expressions became eventually natural in my speech. Yeah. And I didn't have to repeat them anymore, or I was not forgetting those words. So they went from passive vocabulary to active vocabulary by repeating. So repetition is really important in the process. My queen, you speak my language. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so Sirius had to memorize a lot of texts for the speeches. And I had to memorize a lot of text for the, uh, for my acting school activities, exercises, like scenes. And we both agree that because you repeat it so many times in context, 
it becomes yours, right? So that's a great way to learn new words, but not memorized in isolation, like in context. Yeah. But also, Sirius, agree with me that it, it's also helping with grammar because like you have certain structures that you memorize and that you can prepare for. And then it helps you with kind of like getting it right, you know, because it's it's already kind of like ingrained in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like I used to just at least in like different work, like having this list, but I was not doing the work or the repetition and putting the words in, in context. And, and you really need to do that. <laughs> you really need to do that work and go through that process if you want to have that active vocabulary and you, yeah. in your daily speech. All right. We have another good question. Uh, do you see change in people responding back to you? Yeah. <laughs> that also was an important part of knowing that I was having progress because I remember that I was really unclear, especially in my endings, because in Spanish, we don't have these uh, consonant clusters. So I was dropping sounds. And I remember that people, they might ask me to repeat like the word three times. And after the course and doing this work and going through this process, um, that doesn't happen anymore. So yeah, it is different. It's different like the way that you... I project in your voice, the way that you are expressing yourself and the way that you want to convey the message. People also react different towards you. I think that people respond to when they see someone who is aligned with how they feel and who they are, because it's not about the vocabulary. It's really about, you know, human interaction. And also when you feel confident, you project confidence and that gets a different response as well, for sure. Um, okay, so we have a question here. What do you recommend to do on the days where you don't feel up to practicing or when you don't feel like it? Basically, maybe when you lose motivation. Yeah, I think that that's going to happen. <laughs> and no matter how in love you are in English, I think that you are going to feel tired. What I do is trying to see myself reaching that goal. I'm trying to see myself in that scenario where, where I'm happy, where I knew that I had achieved something important. And I think that is also important to, to remind yourself that you are doing an amazing job uh. and you need to accept yourself the way that, that you are. And I had all days and when I was going through, through the course, I think that one important part of the course is that everything works with a community and there are people always rooting for you and being super supportive. Because I remember, even though I was doing the, the work and I was showing up uh, myself every single day and I was drilling sounds, I, at some point, I thought that I was not having progress. But I remember that I had this amazing conversation with one of the members and she told me, no, you're having progress. I noticed. Because I remember when I, I saw your very first video and now seeing you, how you speak, you definitely had progress. So working with this community and having connection is a really important part of the process and your course. I think the community is a huge reason why the program is so successful because people are there for each other. And there is the synergy 
where you you're not practicing on your own. It's like everyone is adding that energy of like, you know, self-development and personal improvement and English enthusiasm. Like all of that is working together that you catch it. It's just so contagious that you can't but just, you know, like get in there and do the work and see progress. And of course, like the emotional aspect of you're not alone, you know, and everyone's in the same boat as you and everyone's feeling the same feelings as you. And it's not just you with your issues and challenges and second guessing and all of that is everyone. So maybe the problem's not with you. It's just the human brain trying to process communicating in a second language and dealing with the demands of society, right? That like demand us to be perfect and to get it right and to sound like a native and all of that stuff that prevent us from really, really thriving and succeeding. So thank you so much. Yeah, that is something really important you, that you just mentioned because I thought that I was the only one going through the same. And you are going to find that there are a lot of people that you are in the same boat and you are there to support each other. So I think that the community is a vital part of the process. And... I never found a course, no even similar or close to what you, you offered. Because I remember back in Colombia, um, everything was really focused just in grammar structure, filling the blanks. But never, I never heard any teacher uh, talking about the sounds. And the sounds are a really vital part of the process for you to, to sound more confident and sound with, with more clarity. So I would say that the new sound program is just simply unique. Thank you so much. And uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm so honored that you were in this program and a part of this incredible community. So for people who are hearing you and they're like where you were 10 months ago and they're seeing you now so confident and expressive, what would you tell them if they don't know if this program is for them? What would you tell them? Yeah, as I mentioned before, this program is unique. It's really well structured. You are going to go through two really important sounds in English that are going to impact your clarity. Oh, I forgot to mention something important, and it's the mindset module. Mm -hmm. I probably was the module where actually I had this inner conversation of what was holding me back. And I also, I know that you might have doubts about the program because most of the people that took the new sound program, they were trying many things uh, in the past and they were looking for something different. So I would say that you should give yourself the, the opportunity to try something different. And the fact that the program works wonder doesn't mean that you don't have to do the work because you need to show up <laughs> every single day and you need to drill those sounds. So there is a lot of work to do, but it's great to have this supportive community. And I remember when I was uh, about to give one of the speeches in Toastmasters, I wrote Elena and she gave me a wonderful feedback. I know some part of the program is doing these check-ins. Uh, in that we had like two or three of how are you doing, how we can help you. So I never had like any of these things in any English course I had before. Mm -hmm. So the community and the support is something that made this, this course unique. And I truly advise you to give yourself the opportunity to have a change in your life. I'm so moved. 
So thank you. No, sharing <laughs> that. Uh, no, thank you so much. How I miss you. Oh, of course. Like it's such, it's, you're so full of wisdom. And I think so many takeaways, it's really like not only inspiring, but really gives a lot of clarity around the next steps. Like put yourself out there, practice, plan, like all, you know, do it anyway. All of those things that people are like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know, but it's not really going to make a difference. No, it will, you know, look at a series. What are your plans going forward, let's say, one year from today? Yeah, in terms of English practice, I know that I'm going to keep practicing, but I know that I already have an important foundation. And my dream is be able to terminate or to finish a, a master's degree in data analytics in the future. And I know that English is going to be an important part of, of the process. So actually, another way that I had, I had during the New South program was uh, being admitted for a data analyst, analytics course. So that is my dream and that is my goal and keep improving because there is a little work to, to do ahead. And I have no doubt that you're going to check out <laughs> of these goals and have many more that, you know, you're going to achieve as well. Osiris, thank you so much for this beautiful conversation and for your time. And I wish you all the best. It was a pleasure seeing your all the work that you've put in and how you were with the community and all the things that you gave to us as well. You talked about what you've gotten, but you also gave so much. So thank you so much for being such an incredible part. And that's it. I love you and I wish you all the best. Thank you so much, Hedar, for, for everything. Like You really changed my life. I'm really grateful that I was able to, to find you in my path. <laughs> I'm just getting emotional. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for everything. Thank you so much. The feeling is mutual. Take care and Osiris, have a good day. Bye-bye, Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.